Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Austin Baker. We are eight days away from the NFL draft, probably seven by the time you're listening to this. And we're doing a mock draft tonight. We got Cody Spears from Texas, Wes Johnson from California. Although tonight he's in Florida on a business trip. And the newcomer to the fold for this show, Allie Elise uh, from Vikings Twitter. She's a lifelong Vikings fan, but she knows the draft like none other. So she's going to join us. So we go through this first round mock pick by pick, explaining why we did what we did, blending a predictive nature with what the teams should do. First, though, betonline.ag is your number one source for all of your basketball information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including last, the latest player reports uh, for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, and we have you covered for all of your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC, and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information, including betting live betting options, your favorite casino and card games. <clears throat> you can play all of those right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on all the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, leave BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. This is our 2023 mock draft first round only because otherwise we would quite frankly be here until four in the morning. But we've got four folks here tonight. I'm here with Allie Elise. She joined last week uh, from Twitter. How was your week, Allie? It was good. Been looking forward to this all week. Yeah, you've been doing your homework a little bit. No, it got my spreadsheet and everything. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Cody, I know your homework's in your head. You don't need to do a bunch. You were instructing us how to do homework. How have you been? Been pretty good. You know me. I did homework anyways. <laughs> you did homework for the rest of us. <laughs> and Wes, you are in Florida tonight. By the way, of San Francisco, how are you, sir? The Lakers lost. It sucked, but we'll get through it together. It did suck. I am doing good. It's been a whirlwind day. Uh, I was able to dedicate uh some of my five hour plane ride to uh research for this so i am ready did you was that a straight shot yes san francisco Orlando, sweet yeah usually out of sioux falls south dakota where i am we're not cool enough to have straight shots you got to stop in colorado or denver or chicago but anyhow let's let's get it let's get it started we have an order ali's gonna start She's got the Panthers hit start on your mock drafts and you are up alley with the first pick going to the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Well, I don't think it's too much of a question. I don't know. Maybe it is for others, but Carolina's going to take Bryce young with number one over pick. And it's quite wild because about three weeks ago, CJ Stroud was slightly the favorite to go first overall. And then like this weekend hit, and now if you trust Vegas, which you should, if you're gambling, uh, it's overwhelming favorite Bryce Young to the point where like you don't even want to bet on it because it's so stupid, too. And then it's like, all right, well, how far is Stroud going to fall? Uh, I don't know in the real world, but uh, why don't you oh, – I'm going to have my order up here. Is this – this is Wes. You got the Houston Texans who could pretty much do anything they want here roster need-wise. Yeah. Um, Houston Texans, they added uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, as their head coach in the offseason, their third straight head 
coach uh, in as many years. Um, I have them going against the grain and going with Will Anderson, the the best defender in this draft. Uh, I think uh, with D'Amico's background, he's going to want to set the tone and set the tone early. Uh, they do have a, a pick a little later in the in this first round that could land them a quarterback, or uh, I imagine they'll make some trades during the draft as well to accumulate picks for next year and hopefully be able to make that splash for uh, one of those quarterbacks coming out next year. So Will Anderson. If we allowed trades, do you suspect they trade out of this or do you think that they're going to take Will Anderson as is? I would take Will Anderson here and trade. I think they have pick number 12. I Mm -hmm. would trade that one. Okay. And see how the the board starts to look at quarterback. Mm -hmm. You got to remember there's quietly probably at least three of these teams that are in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, although they will not admit it. And so that's, that's next year. We'll be doing that one year, one year from tonight doing that, that saga, which will be fun. Hopefully there's some mystery to it. And it's not just the, you know, some asshole team for sure is going to get them. All right, Cody, that is, is that you? That yes, me? it is. That is you with the Cardinals, the most mysterious of the top three. And we agreed, no, we, <laughs> we agreed no trades because it's too dicey. So what would you do if they somehow stay put? You know, Wes actually made this pretty easy on me by taking Will Anderson Jr. I really wanted to go Tyree Wilson here. Uh, that's who I select. This is a guy who could play every down uh, in a class that doesn't have Will Anderson. Uh, it's not that Will Anderson wouldn't be missed, but Tyree Wilson would do a, a damn fine job of filling his spot as the top defender taken off the board. Obviously, I think the Cardinals trade down here, but mm-hmm. th- this definitely starts the Texans ideal scenario because now you're looking, hey, we only got one QB taken in the first three picks. You know, that th- this would be a pretty crazy difference to what we were predicting just a couple months ago whenever I was saying, we might have three quarterbacks in the first three picks, four quarterbacks in the top seven picks. Mm-hmm. This looks like this would be the uh, the yin to that yang, the complete alternate reality. Um, <laughs> but I love the Bryce Young pick here. Uh, I do think for what it's worth that someone's going to trade up here, probably, hopefully the Lions. But uh, who would have thought CJ Stroud available at pick number four? Let's see what the Colts do here. Yeah, it's not going to be for long. But So you officially took Tyree? Wilson. Yep. Okay. Let me lock that in. Um, so I, I don't know how to read the, the Colts room, but I should be able to read them better than none other because Jim Ursay tweets about it like every day about what they're going to do, which I don't really understand why he does that. Um, but uh, looking at this board, I know they like Levis good for them. Uh, Richardson's probably not as a sure thing as Stroud. So I would love for the Vikings to get in the mix here and do something real sexy for Stroud, especially if he tumbles further. Um, but in the real realistic world, I think Stroud, for me, uh, I tweeted today, he's the only quarterback that isn't tiny, weird, or old. Uh, so I'm going to go Stroud to the Colts. And they finally, after Andrew Luck shockingly retired on them four summers ago, they, they're done with half-assed quarterback solutions and try their young guy, which they usually have pretty good luck at. And that brings us to Allie with the kind of mysterious Seattle Seahawks here. Yeah, you guys have already kind of thrown me for a loop. Um, Cause I know <laughs> Will Anderson, I think had the most recent visit. Um, and that was if Arizona didn't trade back, mm-hmm. Will Anderson going to Seattle. So, you know, I'm kind of with Cody. I think they will trade back. 
Then my second thought was Tyree Wilson. So you guys are kind of just screwing me all over the place here. So yeah, Cody, I still think <laughs> if this is where the draft's going to fall, they are still going to prioritize Ed and Ed rusher. So let's do uh, Lucas Van Ness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Solid. I love that mm. pick. Yeah. Let me go. Number 14 on the dra- NFL mock draft. Yeah. Database this is a similar. classic, classic flip. Everybody on their heads type of draft. Everybody's talking about these QBs all offseason, these running backs, Bijan this. And here we go. That's three defensive linemen in the top five picks. That's crazy. With, I've never uh, seen this before. With with trades in play, which we don't have, Cody, you said top the first three quarterbacks. It could be first four. Uh if yeah. you know, if whoever hops into the Cardinal spot. So yeah, I don't now it feels like that's not gonna come to fruition in real life, but I'll still believe it when I still I still think that these quarterbacks are gonna fly off the board, but can't believe in this pre-draft smoke. Uh Wes, that is to you with the upstart Detroit Lions. All right. So the Detroit Lions, they are also in need of an edge. Uh, but there is a little more pressing need for them, and that's at cornerback. Uh, I will have them take uh, – we'll do Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, uh, defensive back. Wow. And that – let's see. Witherspoon still has to go. Jalen Carter has started a little tumble. I don't know if Cody will let it keep going. Um, but yeah, Gonzalez is so good, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's gonna be like a Patrick Peterson clone. Yeah, and not want to see that in Detroit. <laughs> nope. Well, no matter what, there's gonna be something you don't want to see in Detroit from this pick. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I guess the only yeah. thing would be some <laughs> offensive linemen, but they don't don't think they really need that. Which yeah, uh, the biggest goof they could possibly make with a flawed character this time because the top of the draft is pretty decent outside of quarterbacks. It would be like maybe Peter Skoronsky if you tried to pay, play him at left tackle. Otherwise, most of these guys don't really have very many holes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of pick your poison. In fact, the Lions are so stacked with picks this draft that if they do this uh, wisely, which they probably will, you think they're good now. Wait until you see their draft hall. I just hope they don't go edge with their yeah. first pick. Yeah. Cause then you have, <laughs> I don't want them to. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have kind of almost like a 49ers feel where the defensive line would be murderous and there's nothing you could do about it, even with O'Neill and Derrissaw. Those would be wars mm-hmm. twice a year, though. My goodness. All right, Cody, that's to you with the Raiders. Are you are you going to make it weird like the Raiders? Or are you going to do it smart? You know, I think that the Raiders will, uh, at this spot, you know, they got Jimmy G in the building and they could really use a quarterback. If CJ Stroud was to fall to seven, I do think that they would for sure pull the trigger on that. CJ Stroud is the perfect type of rhythm and timing passer for that McDaniels offense. Now, whenever you're talking rhythm and timing passer, I'm not sure Anthony Richardson and Will Levis come to mind. Actually, I know for a fact they don't come to mind. As much as Raiders fans would love to see some type of hope after Jimmy G. I think that they look towards building against the division, kind of like the Lions did with Christian Gonzalez versus Justin Jefferson for the next five plus years. I think the Raiders look at look to Illinois and take that cornerback over there, Devin Witherspoon. Oh, okay. Love that one. Mm. Yeah, so we are allowing the Jalen Carter fall to happen, um, which has kind of long been forecasted. 
And that brings me to the Falcons. And I can't decide if I want to pair Bijan with Kyle Pitts here. And I have a fear though they're just going to ruin Bijan and just play Tyler Algier <laughs> just because that's <laughs> that's what they do. Falcons need an edge, a wide receiver. It's too early for a safety. Yeah, they were hoping for Lucas Van Ness right here, or yeah. Tyree Wilson would be a dream scenario for those Falcons. Yeah, this is tricky, and I think it's too early. This could be Jackson Smith and G-Bub, but I don't know if he goes this high. I don't know if he's that good. I will go Anthony Richardson here so that he and Ritter can have a camp battle and see if Richardson ready. Anthony Richardson to the mm. Falcons. Like Definitely one of the best landing spots for Anthony Richardson. You, you for sure want to see him go to a team that practices RPOs and runs mm-hmm. the ball a lot. So a team like the Falcons, um, a team like the Titans, shoot, even the 49ers. But of course, that's not going to happen. But definitely a team kind of like that. This guy could truly be unleashed. His biggest problem is the way he throws the football. And offense like that. it's not going to be as big of a problem. Speaking of the 49ers, even though it's off topic, one of you guys has got to answer this for me. If they are listening to offers on Trey Lance, they have Mr. Purdy, who could be out for 2023. Are they really just going to go with Darnold? Yes. Yeah. I I think that uh, Darnold, this, I mean, this guy, he analyzed where he could land this off season and he picked the offense as perfectly suited for his talents i mean uh, you you heard me on here dishing on sam darnold over the past year like really bad but i mean if he was gonna revive his career anywhere it'd be over there for sure i've i they didn't they say that trey lance and sam darnold are gonna split reps in training camp yeah which is damning to my trey lance fandom <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know how many altered pictures I've seen today with Trey Lance and a Viking team. Oh yeah. I love it. These it's, guys know I'm the, I predicted Trey Lance to win the MVP last year. So womp, I'm, I'm at this point of trying to uh, be a good analyst by using new information given to me, but also being a homer. As much, <laughs> But as far as far as Viking. Oh yeah. I'm cool. At, the, at a good cost. As someone who, watch Trey Lance because I went to North Dakota State. Like I want to want him. I want him on this team. But my gut's like, you know, something tells me it's just not the right fit. I mean, I loved him. I mean, I grew up with Carson. Like literally I grew up with Carson once. But they just kind of have the same like ick factor for me of injuries. So I'm not going to be mad, but I'm going to be concerned. <laughs> yeah, especially after we've been spoiled with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And we've been spoiled. And uh, yeah, and Lance is, he would be like a rookie in this draft class, if you can believe that. Uh, that's weird. It's cool, uh, but it's weird. He'd be more affordable if the Vikings were interested. And there's actually a way where they could have both keep Kirk and uh, Lance, just start grooming Lance as if he was the rookie. It'd be a little weird for the progression of his career because then you'd have. Lance on a rookie deal for one year plus fifth year option, blah, blah, blah. But it's weird to me that the 49ers would entertain getting rid of Lance when they just had quarterback injury woes. And then they're like, you know what, guys, we're going to Super Bowl. We're going to do what Sam Darnold is what we figured out after our little group exercise. That sounds weird to me. We shall see. Uh, but all of a sudden, we're at the number ninth pick, and you're up, Allie. 
The Bears have an opportunity to get the guy that they might have got back in January if the draft was held was Jalen Carter. But what shall you do for the Bears? Well, I did have Jalen Carter as one of my top options for them. But if the other NFC North team did not take Peter Saronsky, mm-hmm. uh, the Bears will. Okay. I think with you know the trade for with Carolina, they have they have plenty of needs to address, obviously, but they've got a slew of picks that they can do that in the second round. Um, I think with Skronsky's just kind of arm length, they probably, I mean, it wouldn't be highly unlikely to move them to guard, but they just, I mean, the bears have so many damn needs. You could, you know, throw a dart in any direction and you'll probably hit something. So, but we're going to go with Peter Skronsky. All right, Northwestern stays close to home with the number ninth pick, and that brings us to uh, Wes with the most fascinating pick in the draft. Um, They're the opposite of the Eagles, in my opinion, where they just kind of, what do you guys want, Eagles, because you don't need a whole lot. Don't do it, Wes. Howie Roseman is jumping up and down here. Um, I I had them going edge uh, when I was mocking on the plane here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Jalen Carter falling to them, they have to pull that trigger uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, and uh, just like last year, where they had a few players fall to them in the draft, the same, same. things happen. So it is so insane. But Imagine three hundred and sixty pound Jordan <laughs> Davis next. To this guy. Yeah, nuts. so so they're just gonna play next to each other. Is that the theory? Yeah, just Hell like yeah. in Georgia. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I just realized they're they both literally have already played <laughs> next to each other. It's I, I don't understand the Eagles. I mean, something happened a couple years ago when Howie became GM. He struck a deal with something because this guy, he's he's good and he's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> deal with the devil is what I'm gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> so you lock it in, Jalen Carter to ten. Absolutely. All right. So that leaves uh, the Bijan sweepstakes even more intriguing and that brings us to Wes uh, excuse me Cody at the Titans number 11 yeah so speaking of Trey Lance earlier I think this is at a point the probably the most that the 49ers could possibly get for Trey Lance will be this pick right here I think that when you're talking about Trey Lance trade scenarios someone goofed up and they overvalued the guy it starts with Tennessee at this pick I think that they can get they can get them for cheaper than this pick they might even get them after the draft, but um, I would be looking for Trey Lance to go here. They do have a new GM in Tennessee. He is from San Francisco, part of the same tra- uh, brain trust that traded three first rounders for the rights for this guy. So with that being said, uh, I have right here, and I predict starting with the Bears pick of Peter Skaronsky, we're going to have a big run of offensive tackles, I think, from pick eight. Probably even going all the way up to Green Bay. So um, I think that these offensive tackles might start flying off the board. Let's go with Paris Johnson Jr., Ohio State to Tennessee. And all right. they have a big void at left tackle. I mean, they don't even, I'm not even sure they have a backup left tackle at this point with uh, the re- release of podcaster Taylor Lewan. <laughs> Still unsigned, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> he doesn't Still even unsigned. look like a tackle anymore, which I don't blame him. Go from getting in car wrecks to traveling college football. That'd be a blast. Mm-hmm. 
And that brings me to 12 um, with a choice between Levis and JSN from Ohio State. I have no way of knowing if the Texans are ready for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes because what they'd be doing is having a camp battle between Davis, Mills, and Case Keenum to figure out what they want to do. But with Demeco in his first year, I don't know if he just wants to say, screw it, gentlemen, we're just going to go 4-13 and 13 for vibes. So, And they still might do that. Uh, but I think they'll have a more upward trajectory if they give it a whirl with Will Levis here. And I will go with Love him. that pay. Number 11 and Wes's little prophecy from 15, 10, 15 minutes ago was correct. Yeah, look at the Houston Texans here. Got the top defensive player off the board and then got a guy that a lot of people are predicting that they're considering, you know, at two. At, and the Colts are considering at four. Um, mm-hmm. This The fact that they got Will Levis and Will Anderson in this draft, it's it's going to change the future in Houston. And they're going to be a legit team this year, too. I don't know if you've seen the additions I mean, mm-hmm. they could win six or seven games this year, especially you got a competent quarterback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's fair that since Levis had his little junior tumble, I think it's fair for DeMeco Ryans to get, I think that they would like him. That's why I picked him. Um, and not just, you know, the Davis Mills experience to uh, start his career. Uh, although the Caleb Williams sweepstakes is intriguing. That brings us to Ali at number 13 with the Jets, who presumably would have Rodgers Probably this by pick night. is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> this pick's not happening because over Aaron Rodgers' dead body, is he going to let the draft <laughs> take away his spotlight? And this trade's going to happen during the draft. It's it's going to be like this scripted, perfect picture moment for him. So this pick's not happening. But If it does, it's the Packers, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's going to go out on the stage with his <laughs> Jets jersey and hug the commissioner. <laughs> But if it did, but if it did, mm-hmm. um, they need an O-line to protect Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. eventually when they do get him, um, that's one of their biggest needs. Um, the two, you know, I, th- I think the two main guys that they have right now, the two starters, like there's their question marks as it is. And I think they're moving, um, what is it? Elijah Vera Tucker back to right guard according to the head coach. So from with kind of how everything's fallen so far with Skronsky and Paris Johnson Jr. gone, I'm going to go Broderick Jones. Great pick. <laughs> you like some Georgia I, I Thank guy. you. Yeah, well, I mean, not only that, I, I definitely think these offensive tackles are going to surprise some people. We're, I'm thinking we could have six, seven, eight offensive tackles go in the first round, not even interior offensive linemen. Same with corners. Someone, a position is going to get squeezed out of this first round. And it doesn't look like it's going to be quarterback, cornerback, or offensive tackle. Wes, the Patriots, number 14, have all sorts of options here. Uh, now that the quarterbacks are gone, I don't know what they will have done with Mac Jones by then. Um, but yeah, you can get Bijan, you can get Jackson Smith and Jeeba, you can get a cornerback, an edge rusher, everything. What do you got? Don't yeah. Do it. Patriots, they don't take my guy. They need wide receiver, inside mm-hmm. D line, uh, edge, and cornerback. Um, I don't think that JSN would go here. I don't think that Bijan would go here. Um, this is a um, prime spot for Belichick to get his next 
defender that he can hang his hat on, and I have them going Deontay Banks from Maryland, uh, oh, wow. cornerback. Ooh. Oh, man. That's my – by the way, Ali, that's my uh, most wishful Viking right there for sure. Well, that was my next pick, so this will be fun. <laughs> that was, that's who you most want to see occur, Cody, for the Vikings? Oh, oh, well, I mean, for sure it's Joey Porter, mm-hmm. but um, I, I don't – we're doing this mock draft and he's still there. Mm-hmm. It's it, I don't think he makes it another eight picks to us. Either one of these two guys, I think literally they were born to play in our defense. I mean, they could be schematically bad, but they still play. They're still literally made and trained to play in our defense. They, these guys could go in the second round and they'd still be great values to our team. And maybe not who, others. Uh... Who is Flores' coaching tree? Belichick. There you go. <laughs> yep. Who isn't part of that tree is the question. Oh, no. Who Who is uh, Flores' coaching tree? Like, who did he come from? Yeah. Belichick. Belichick. So, yeah. Wow. Well, this is a really good mock draft, you guys, for sure. Well, they make it even better Deontay with the Banks. Packers pick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the pa- Packers... They got a tough one here. Um, they need another running back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, see, this is where before the show started, we talked, are we going to do what they should do? Or are we going to do what we think they should do? And so we decided to do what they should do. What they should do is take Jackson Smith and Jigba here. What the Packers probably won't do is take a receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. I think that. I mean, honestly, if they if they take a tight end in the first round, that's like a it's like a meme in real life. I can't believe they 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 finally invest in the offensive skill positions in the first round, and it's a tight end. Miles Murphy is who I think they would take in this real life scenario. Jackson Smith and Jigba is who they should take, and so that's who my pick is is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Cheers. This is a guy he he is literally the perfect complement to their second rounder last year in Christian Watson. They don't have a slot receiver right now. Uh, I mean, it might be like Randall Cobb's corpse, but um, Jackson Smith and Jigba was made for this offense. He is probably my second favorite player in this entire rookie class. And I'm going to love that he's going to kill it in Green Bay, but I'm going to hate having to play him twice a year. That's for sure. I think this is a Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase level prospect. And you put them on the Packers. Good for you. <laughs> yep. All I right. Want a running back, Cody. Yeah. Oh no, you'd say that. <laughs> then we that would turn out to be horrendous for us too. It had to be John for five years. <laughs> Yay. All right. Well, that brings it to the commanders for me, if I'm not mistaken. And the way this board has fallen, they have uh Kendall Fuller at cornerback, the gopher Benjamin uh Saint. I don't know how to say his last. Name. How do you how do you say that one, Cody? Saint Just. Saint Just. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it, if it was pronounced like that. And they need cornerbacks and Joey Porter staring me in the face. So I will lock that in for Washington. And that brings us back to we're now over the halfway point for anyone that's curious. And that is uh, let's see the Steelers, and that is to Alley. All right. Well, you guys took like everyone that I was hoping for. So 
I mean, still their main concern is their offensive line. Um, realistically with their positioning, I wouldn't be surprised if they just don't force anything for what's on the board and they trade back. But, you know, realistically, I I mean, obviously these offensive tackles have just flown off. And from what I've been reading, it's like only four have been expected to be picked in the first 20 and look where we are now. Um, A lot of mocks I see have them taking quarterback, a corner. So I don't know what insight these analysts have been getting, but I'm going to go with Darnell Wright. I'm going to stick with offense. Again, I've I've seen that guy go as high as nine to the Bears. Got to love my Tennessee, so let's do it. (laughs) West to number, let's see, 18, the Lions. How frisky are they here? Ah, uh, you guys really did it. You did it again to me. You did it again. Um, you left a position of need with a, a strong player available for yeah. uh, a team that I really don't want to see get strong. Um, Detroit Lions. They had already which uh, one are they going to take? Def- defensive back. They also need an edge. Uh, they're going to go with the edge with the most upside. Uh, the Combine Warrior, Nolan Smith. Uh, real quick, guys, catch me up. Washington selected who? Joey Porter. Did I, didn't I say that out loud? Oh, my bad. I I must have uh, missed it for a second. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I thought know, I said I got it, it now. It you do. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, so Wes's oh, little, night- <laughs> <Wes's> little <laughs> nightmare comes true, and that now it's Hutchinson and Nolan Johnson for a very long time against these purple Vikings. And that brings us to Cody with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. And um, that Detroit pick was no, no, Nolan Smith, Nolan Smith. Sorry guys. All right. And then for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this this is a, for probably the first team on the board so far that we've had that it's a nightmare scenario for. Uh, this is a team that's really hoping one of these offensive tackles are going to fall to them. They, they're waking up from a bad dream. They're all gone here. The <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, you could count offensive tackle as uh, two needs before. Or, I mean, at least offensive line as two or three needs before any other position. Um, they don't have a quarterback on the board they can get here. So this is also... A good spot for Bijan. For me, it comes down to Brian Rant, Brian Branch, or Bijan Robinson. I think that Tampa Bay is so far away; they don't need a running back here. Let's take the best slot corner in the class, but also potentially the best safety as well. We're gonna go Brian Branch here at Tampa Bay. Yeah, see, this is the kind of scenario that I'm worried about because there's, I think there's steam for the Vikings' sake to get Brian Branch because uh, we talked about the coaching tree for Belichick and Flores. Flores also likes Alabama Crimson Tide dudes, or at least his general manager did Miami because they drafted a bunch in his three years there. And um, yeah, this is why I wanted to get on board with the prediction of Brian Branch, the Vikings, but I just don't think he quite falls all the way to 23 gets past the Packers gets past Belichick gets past the spot. And, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, that's why I, I, 
Go ahead. I do think that's probably the highest he goes, but I mean, right. We're right in a murderer's row of teams that would love to have Brian branch on there. We're going to have to at least move up with Detroit, which would everybody would in Minnesota would freak out again, <laughs> but hopefully we don't move up for a nickel back. I would, that doesn't seem like a place move. Yeah. It, well, drafting two safeties, in your first two drafts with your first two <laughs> picks is is the antithesis of being an analytics mm-hmm. guy. Uh, now I yeah, could I'd I love- could buy into the branch part because he's more versatile than just a safety, but this yeah. could also be the last year of Harrison Smith. He could retire, and then you'd have seen and branch. Nobody would be upset by that. So on the whole, yeah, I think it's unlikely that Quazy takes two safeties in his first two drafts with <laughs> the first round. Um, but branch does he feels like a sure thing. Um, when you watch his tape and the way he tackles, I think he's going to be good no matter where he goes. Which brings me to the Seahawks, who notoriously aren't very good drafters. I don't know. So they got the edge taken care of courtesy of Ali's pick, Van S. They could get a wide receiver to get richer with Metcalf. Um, but I'm going to go against the grain and think that they get a little funky and do a junior reach for Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida. Yeah, Seahawks are definitely a team that's unconventional. So yeah. mm-hmm. this is definitely another spot you could see a guy go maybe 10, 15 spots earlier than you were anticipating. And they did fill both their offensive tackles. The only other spot I could see them do something crazy, like you were talking about with the Vikings taking two safeties back to back. That's year by year. Imagine Seahawks. I could see them going defensive end, defensive end, or something like that. So Seahawks are definitely, especially because they're right in front of the Vikings a team to watch to make some wild moves. And then we're all the way to the chargers and Allie is up and we're not sure how Austin Eckler's deal will ordeal will be resolved. It'll be a trade, a kumbaya um, because Bijan is staring you in the face. So I'm not sure how you want to handle this Allie. I know. I, I don't know. My gut says they'll, they'll trade him during the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's made it pretty clear. He wants out and Herbert needs targets. Like mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. They're also in a play. They're in a position where they they could take best player available, which right now is B. John Robinson. But you know, Keenan Allen's getting older. He missed what nine games last year with an injury, and Quentin Johnson is staring me also right in the face. So I'm going to go with Quentin Johnson preparing for life after Keenan Allen. And the weird part about best player available in Bijan is is that if you want to toss talk brass tacks, he's probably like at pick number three, the best player available, but we just don't give a shit about running backs, which we talk about pretty much every week on this show. Not not that we don't personally, but the NFL does. And at this point, the Minnesota Vikings are celebrating in the draft room. They're going to get one of two players. That's that's always my hope and my goal. I'm manifesting right now. <laughs> and that'll be up to you in about two minutes, Wes. So Baltimore is on the clock. We we think probably with Lamar as quarterback. So what are you gonna do here? Maybe Lamar quarterback, I should say. Yeah. Uh Baltimore, uh, even with the addition of OBJ, they need uh they still need help at wide receiver. Um they also need cornerback. I had Joey Porter Jr. as a, a target for them. Uh, they could also use edge. Uh, I don't believe they go wide receiver. 
Uh, that kind of goes against their historic tendency. So I will go edge here, and I will go list a bit with Will McDonald the fourth. Oh, yeah, he's oh. sneaky. He's so he's he's way down where he shouldn't be in a lot of these drafts, mock drafts. But that was definitely surprise big. This is kind of like on a, in a fantasy draft where you're looking down the list when somebody says a name that you're like, okay, what? Uh, not, not that that's a bad pick, but he's down all the way on our list at 33. Um, but yes, they do have a need. Um, when I wrote about Zadarius Smith landing spots, um, I have the Ravens on there, not only because he started there and almost went there, it's that they... They need edge rushers, which is a really weird thing to say about the Ravens, but they do compared to the rest of the league. They could stand to get rich, stand to get richer there, and evidently they will. And Cody, that leaves you with probably the reason that a lot of people tuned into this YouTube episode of Vikes Now and the franchise tag, the hybrid one for tonight, uh, because the Vikings are up on the clock and they have a choice of Bijan Robinson, Miles Murphy, Jordan Addison, Kalijah Kansi, Zay Flowers, Brian Breesey. And am I forgetting anybody notable? Probably not at that spot. There's a bunch of other ones that are theorized to go to the Vikings after a trade back, like Kaylee Ringo, Cam Smith, Maisie Smith, Emmanuel Forbes. But Cody, lock it in, number 23, if Kwesi doesn't trade out. So I do think that Kwesi's going to trade out here. Mm-hmm. Um uh, their ideal scenario is that one of the corners that went maybe two picks ago or the last corner that went off the board would fall down to here. Then their next hope, if they if we were to entertain the receiver idea at this spot, it's probably Quentin Johnson. And in this scenario, which and, and I don't believe they'll take a receiver, but for the receiver crowd out there, that's your guy. He's already off the board. We don't need to talk about it. A lot of people at this spot want to just pigeonhole Kalijah Canty in there. He worked out with Aaron Donald. He's supposed to be fast just like him. I think that this is a position that they could fill early with someone who has elite traits, and that's going to be Edge Rusher, and that's going to be Miles Murphy. I think by taking Miles Murphy here, you, in a sense, could, in a back, not, not even a backwards type of way, but in, in the grand scheme of things, you could be risking your season by not having enough leverage against Zadarius Smith besides just money. If you have Miles Murphy there as well and Zadarius Smith doesn't want to show up to training camp, that's fine. Don't show up to training camp. You're not going to get paid. We have uh, Miles Murphy in the building. It's kind of like a similar situation of the Giants and Saquon Barkley. They take a running back early. Saquon got to play. So, I mean, the Vikings, while it's not a popular pick uh, with their first pick, I think you take a guy at this point in the draft with elite traits, look for a corner and those other positions later. Same with wide receiver. I mean, we're in a Mickey Mouse class of wide receivers where everybody's going to be discounted. We need a we need a slot type receiver. So let's just hold off on all that talk. Let's address the edge here. It starts to thin out pretty quickly here. Uh, defensive tackle isn't that great either, but. Um, for me, between Elijah Kansi and Miles Murphy, you definitely got to take Murphy here. It's, it's too many pros. They can't believe he fell here. I mean, this guy has a relative athletic score, like dang near 10 athletic freak at 23, just like Christian Darisol. Cody, I love that pick. I love it so much. It. And I love Z. Um, and I want him to stay. And I, I, I agree. I think. You know, Quasi is going to trade out, but for how this has fallen, that's exactly what I would have done. 
So this just means, <clears throat> I mean, my goodness, if Zedaria somehow stays, uh, that this would mean the Vikings have Daniil Hunter, Marcus Davenport, Zedaria Smith, and Miles Murphy, mm-hmm. which was like, it's almost like, yeah, if two of you want to get hurt, we're good. Yeah, what a way and to Patrick help those. Jones is just weird. Yeah, what a way to help those corners too. You want to? It's almost like you're adding to the cornerback room because you're giving more juice off the edge to where whatever corner you do decide to take in the in the third round, it's almost like the value there was actually a second rounder. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is tricky now that I'm to the Jaguars. Oh wait, no, this is is this not me yet? Yes, this is me, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm to the Jaguars. Uh, I don't need Bijan. I already know where Bijan's going. That's two spots from now. <laughs> if Wes is feeling funky enough, um, or if he gets pit past that, he might get to Cody. Anyhow, uh, if they didn't just get Calvin Ridley, I think this would be Jordan Addison here. They need offensive line help, and they also need, uh. They could they could stand to use a corner, but they need tackle the most. Board didn't fall great for them. I'm gonna guess they would trade back, probably able to get Anton Harrison later, but I'll put him mm-hmm. in here now for the Jaguars yeah, because they need offensive line help. Yep, and the last of that tier. Yeah, yeah. Last. That's why it's it's tricky. Um because as we kind of predicted and then brought to life, a lot of those offensive linemen already went. And he, I'm going to guess he could, could have been got around the 29th, 30th pick. So we shall see. This brings us to the Giants and Alley at pick number is it 20. What pick is it? 25. 25. 25. All right. What do we got? I want to screw you guys so badly right now. Oh, <laughs> you're going to do it, aren't you? <laughs> I really want to. <laughs> if you, okay. The Giants don't, hear me out, the Giants don't have a single natural center on their roster. Not one. The only one they actually have listed is a backup. So, maybe we see a gopher go here. Maybe some John Michael Schmidt ends up. I don't think it's too early. I don't think it's too early. What I think, I don't know. I know we decided on, like, what I think they will do. It's I think they'll do Zay Flowers if he's still there. I don't I don't give a shit. I'm screwing with you. I'm going John Michael Schmitz. <laughs> Man, please don't let the Giants add another five foot nine receiver to that roster. I'm gonna go nuts. Oh I, I wanna see wanna see our big boy center show up in blue. I get a lot of messages on Twitter, and I think it's just because of the the hometown. A lot of a lot of guys who are like in their forties and fifties message me and say, "What about the Vikings taking John Michael Schmitz?" And I'm like, maybe you know, if, if Spielman was in charge, he'd do something like that. But yeah, I think I, I think in this draft cycle, I've had five or six almost like cookie cutter messages from uh, Vikings fans on Twitter asking me if it's realistic that he would go to the Vikings with their first pick, and I I try to say nicely, probably not. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not uh, even sure my pick is realistic, but screw it, I'm going for it. <laughs> All right, Wes. Uh, this is the Zekeless Cowboys. Do they take Bijan or does he continue a fall? Uh, at this point, yeah, Jerry's probably in his whatever custom suite, high fiving people and what have you. <laughs> uh, I initially had. Uh, Dallas taking a 
uh, defensive interior player here. Um, one of the players which I had them penciled in for was uh, Mazzy Smith, who uh, Cody and I talked quite a bit about uh, earlier today. He's got all the traits that I'm sure Quasey uh, would love uh, for a player to bring into Minnesota, but um, he'd be a prime candidate if Minnesota does trade back. But yeah, at this point, uh, this will stop the Bijan fall. Um, he gets a slot right in in place of Zeke. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I love it. I think among general management minds, Jerry Jones probably still has one of the most 1990s brains that there is because it's the nostalgia of when he was good. And so he'll attempt to replicate that with Bijan if the tumble goes all this far. I don't know that it will. I really think the Eagles might snatch him up, but that's just me. Cody, this is to you and the Buffalo Bills who I'm sure within three months will be talking up as the Super Bowl favorite like we do every summer. Uh, yeah, so for the Bills here, um, a lot of people say Bijan, which is definitely a chance. Uh, they're really hoping an offensive tackle fell here as well, uh, which is why another big reason earlier I saw about how they might go super early. There's no way these guys are making it to this pick even. Um, right here, I got to take Arkansas linebacker Drew Sanders. Uh, this is a team that just lost their linebacker um, to remain Edmonds to the Bears. They got a hole there. They already got one off-ball linebacker. Let's send him Drew Sanders. This is a guy who – this is his first full year playing linebacker, and he was a edge rusher at Alabama. And so he transfers to Arkansas for playing time. They move him to inside linebacker. He stacks up the stat sheet and quarterback hits, sacks, interceptions, pass coverage – the only problem with Drew Sanders is that the league is transitioning right now. Linebackers are probably right up there with quarterback. It's the hardest positions to develop because the offenses are made to look made to make linebackers look bad. I mean, RPOs are literally based off of a linebacker's reactions. Drew Sanders, elite athletic profile. You can use him as a Swiss Army knife anywhere. He would be my underrated low-key solid fan of this pick if he's picked by the vikings because he'd be great in that defense drew sanders is definitely gonna be a force in buffalo that brings me to the Bengals and a little little confession here because i'm so confident that the vikings will trade back i've spent a lot of too many hours researching each one of these teams starting at the bills on to the the texans with the first pick and second round about what would need to be got by the vikings or what they'd have to give up i should say for the Vikings to trade back. And every time I pull up the Bengals, whether it's a mock draft or their, their picks, it says that they need a tight end. And that, that was before, a lot of that was before Irv Smith, but we all know that Irv Smith is a huge maybe. Uh, so I will put Michael Mayer in here, and that way he and Irv can have a camp battle to figure out who gets the most targets. The weird thing about tight ends, especially this early in the draft, is they're fun, they're cool, they're going to turn out okay, but they take forever to get going. And so if you want instant gratification, uh, usually it doesn't work out for a tight end in year one. Um, and, and that happens to receivers, too. <clears throat> You'll recall Christian Watson didn't turn into a stud until, what, week seven, eight? Yeah, and Michael. Michael's about the, as close as you can get to year one production. Yeah. He's this guy all over the field. Yeah, and that's why I think 
they got to they got to make up for some of the production with Mixon probably out the door, and not that a tight end is like Mixon, but at least the ball can go somewhere else. And we know Irv will probably get dinged up with something, and Mayer can be the guy. And we are winding down here. We are at pick twenty nine, and that is kicked back up to Allie. Oh, this is hard. I think one of their bigger needs for the Saints is edge, but it's true for a lot of teams as we've already seen. So it's just going to depend on how the board falls in this one. You know, clearly most of them are gone from the ones that are worth taking in the first, but the Saints have the oldest roster last season. Um, so they need all the young guys they can get. They also have a limited salary cap this off season. Um, which means they lost several defensive linemen, including uh, Marcus Davenport. I personally think they're going to trade out, but for what's fallen here, originally I had them um, really going with Keon White. And honestly, I think I'm going to stick with it. I think he is one of those that if they're going to stay, he pops up. And he goes to the Saints. Um, and <clears throat> also, when I do finally put together my official Vikings predictions, I'm about 98% confident that the trade back team will be with the Saints. Um, because I can't remember the exact pick that they have in the third round, but whatever it whatever it makes sense on the draft calculator that the Vikings would get this pick. And I think it's an early third or something. Uh, so this will probably be the team that I predict the Vikings trade back with, which would be interesting because the Vikings would pick 29th. And on this board, maybe Jordan Addison or something. We shall see. Um, but yeah, that is all the way down to the Eagles at 30 and West. That's to you. All right. So the Eagles, they got lucky. Uh, they wound up with Jalen Carter at pick number 10. Uh to fill out their defensive interior. They still need help on the edge. Um, I don't know if they're in love with the remaining candidates on the edge at this current point. Um, They had a weird offseason with... um, uh, Who's our cornerback? They re-signed Bradbury and then... And then Darius Slay and them had uh on again, off again type of relationship transpiring. Uh going going over his contract. Um so I, I think they go cornerback here and this will be the, the last year with Slay um in Philly. So I have them going Emmanuel Forbes. At that at that spot, I would love to see well uh I just now thought about it but i looking at this board here i think this is the first spot that darnell washington could realistically go talking about having a six offensive lineman and the eagles are exactly the type of team to all of a sudden build up a super strength without the rest of the league being ready for it you talk about Jalen nurts by far leading the quarterbacks and rushing touchdowns they also have that insane rugby pile scrum move. <laughs> now imagine Darnell Washington leading the charge on that, uh, pushing, throwing Jalen Hurts over the pile. Uh, Darnell Washington would be another sneaky ad here for Eagles team that's really harvesting Georgia players as well. But corner, I mean, this team, strength on strength on strength on strength. Yeah. And then Forbes is the guy <clears throat> that is like my six-year-old son's weight. 
isn't he? Like 160 pounds. Well, my, yeah. son, my son weighs 60 Man, pounds. But fool's gold. Forbes There's... is 160, right? Yeah, you you've ever seen a 160 pound person get smacked <laughs> by a 200 pound receiver? Because I, I guarantee you, if someone touches his him, he's he's going flying. But I mean, I'm I'm not. You, you got to find a perfect scheme fit for him. Yeah, I don't want it to be on the Vikings. I don't think he could <laughs> press. He couldn't press anybody to save his life. All right, and this is to you, Cody, with the second to last pick of our little event, and that is to the Chiefs. So right here uh, with the Chiefs, I have offense and tackles, their biggest need. Clearly, that's not going to happen here. They've all been taken. Um, a lot of people mock Dalton Kincaid to this spot, which absolutely could work. They have an offense made from his Travis Kelsey clone. I think that you're really just cutting your first-round pick off at the knees if you spin it on a guy who's going to do a position that's filled at a historically great level. If they do go tied in here, I think it will be a surprise pick in Luke Musgrave or even Darnell Washington. I think that they would look for a tight end that can block to complement Kelsey. Um, but, you know, let's have some fun here. Let's let's add a second running back in the first round, and let's go with Jameer Gibbs. This is a guy who really should not be considered to go in the first round, but with a change to the modern NFL, he could have a role. He's just a little bit too small, 199. That's but to be fair, Christian McCaffrey came in at 203. So uh, he could add some weight. It doesn't look like he has a frame for it. But if there was two teams in this league that I would pick to unlock this man, it's the Miami Dolphins and it's the Kansas City Chiefs. This is an unfair uh, pick by the Chiefs. As soon as they make this pick, we're all going to go, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> how do we how do we let them get Jameer Gibbs? My my comp for Jameer Gibbs is Jamal Charles or Jameer Gibbs is Jamal Charles. So I mean, it would it looks great in my head already. And that is to let's see, that's it. No, we got one more, don't we? No, uh, the Miami pseudo. First oh rounder. yeah, Miami pick was forfeited. Oh, that's right. That's my bad. All right. Well, well yeah. Go ahead. Just. For shits and giggles, who do y'all think Pittsburgh would take here? I was trying to Elijah Cansey. Yeah, I was thinking that they would probably pick the fanciest defender on the board, a true Tomlin style. So I was, yeah, I was looking at one of those interior guys, or if they they reach for a little bit for Simpson or one of the uh, edge rushers. You like Simpson, don't you? I think I saw a mock of yours that had him going to the Vikings. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out a way where Quasi can trade back. And then this weekend, I have to do a long soul search on who I'm going to predict with the first pick. I've gone between, oh, Deontay Banks, Ringo, Brian Branch. I keep thinking it's going to be a defensive back. <clears throat> and yeah. but then, but then here's the deal: I ask every single person on Vikings Twitter for their draft prediction, and then I get real skewed because everybody's saying wide receiver and Hendon Hooker, and I'm thinking, God, do I'm am I insane here? And Dude. That's like the Facebook groups. No, no, no. These are, are, are asking. Some of, no, some of these are people ones. that you you love and trust. So oh, Maisie Smith was the one that was most surprising because yeah, it was like Paul Charchian, uh, Ted Glover. Um, Ooh, but, good, good ones. Yeah, they said Maisie via trade back. That's one popular sentiment is trade back. Um, but then the number of Addisons that I have, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> and then the 
the truth be told, and God love you, whenever I see Hidden Hooker, I almost just dismiss it, which probably means it's going to fucking happen. And I do not want Hendon Hooker at all. I know I kind of hyped him up playing Devil's Advocate a little while back, but that's all that was. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll I take him and I'll love him no matter what, but I want him in round, yeah. after round one. True that. If Kwesi yeah. takes someone, he's at the point where I'm saying, okay, he's seeing something maybe everybody else isn't, which I saw yeah. your mock draft on this, what, this here website, by the way. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, there's Dustin. Let's see who he picked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a thing for Breesy. Uh, I just don't know if if he seems like he could tumble a little bit further, but I know I've been seems, all over. Mm-hmm. He seems exactly like the defensive lineman that someone's going to take in the first round who's going to have the same or worst defensive lineman grades his whole rookie contract. <laughs> like, kind of like Ed Oliver for the Bills. Yeah. That's kind of the vibes he's given off, like Ed Oliver's. Still going to break out anytime now. Brian Breesey seems like he's going to be the same way, but he was the number one recruit in his entire class. I just think he's still living off that name. Yeah. Do you know what his overall athletic score was? Uh, I actually don't know that. Oh, you don't? Do you know? No, I don't have it. Um, No. But I think this fascination started because uh, when, so the mock draft shit starts for me in December because you start to see the lay of the land. And then it gets real amplified right after the Vikings lose, whenever that is. And Breesy was always in the top 15 for about the first six weeks. And I thought, all right, well, we want to finally get over the Shamar Steven era or the Armin Watts era or the Jonathan Bullard era. We want to get somebody who's good on the inside. So Breesy was kind of my guy. And the past three years, my gut has told me for the Vikings pick in 2021, it was Micah Parsons before he became a big thing. I was right there last year. I wanted them to stay put and get Kyle Hamilton. I was right there. And then this year it's been breezy. And so I'm riding this gut instinct that I have um, on defense. Anyhow. Well, I got his RAS pulled up here. The relative athletic score. He is a 9.53. Oh, I got 9.61. Yeah. Still pretty close. I, I am missing broad and vertical here, but I mean, looking at his three cone and his shuttle, the two things that I would look at the most for edge defender, I mean, he's at 9.04 and 8.73. That's 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 way up there for sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, the athletic profile is there. It'd be interesting yeah. for sure. He's definitely in a position the Vikings could use. I think what I want is Joey Porter to fall to 23, and then they just yes. pick him and call it a day because yep. I swear to God, with those bloodline defensive backs, you can't go wrong. Like, they're all mm-hmm. solid. And, like, whether or not... As soon as you see their name, that they're a son of so-and-so, Asante Samuel and Antoine Winfield, it's like, yep, they're going to be good. Why don't you just go ahead and do it? So, all right, Allie, did yep. you have a good time it. with us? Had a great time. Thank yeah, you, guys. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're pressing Thank you over you. an hour. Uh, the rest of uh, you twos, we'll see you uh, next week. We got to figure out what we want to do because it'll be the night before the draft. We've already done our mock, but we'll spitball that off air. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us, Allie. We'll hope you'll come back. And that's all we got. You guys have a wonderful night. Nice meeting you. Thanks, guys. Later. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.